Sweet Holy Spirit, you are here already and we welcome you. Have your way. Use this lips of clay to do what you have purpose to do in this meeting and even now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for everyone here. Thank you for everyone watching online. Thank you, Lord, for our very lives. Thank you, Lord, for causing us to be where we are at this point in time. Lord, we give you all the glory, all the praise, all adoration. Father, I say thank you. Thank you for everything. Thank you for your calling, for choosing. Thank you for what you will do here. Thank you because lives will be healed, touched. Thank you, Lord. Because someone will come to know you in a deeper way. Have your way. Have your way. We love you, Lord. And thank you for loving us first. Accept our worship in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. What a beautiful day. What a beautiful day. Can we just celebrate God one more time? Just even for what he's done in our midst since yesterday. And if you were not here yesterday, go and watch on YouTube. Get the messages. Pastor Fumi spoke first. Reverend Tony and also myself are now here today. Just go and binge on the messages all through the week. Share with your friends. Don't, be, don't keep it to yourself so that their lives also can be changed and ignited and on fire for God. Praise the Lord. Now, before I share, I'll say just a few things. And whew, where do I start from? As I sat there, Pastor Ezra, where is he? He's not here. I was telling Pastor Fumi, like, he just literally, let me use that word, messed me up. But in a good way. Tissue upon tissue. Tissue was flying around. And I had to look at Pastor Fumi at some point in time. You are not, your eyes are dry. I said, I know your type. You are like my husband. <laughs> they are dry-eyed people, but very good. They're, they're not emotional, and that's a good thing. And we emotional people too, we are also good. Amen? Yeah. And let the emotional people say amen. amen. You know, yesterday we dwelt a lot about not being ashamed of who you are. Okay? All right. I'm greeting people, but the message has started. Because that's how I flow. Because you will know when, at least we have prayed so I'm in the spirit. <laughs> Yesterday, even during the Q&A as well, Reverend Tony and I said we did justice to things like gifts, giftings, you know, who are, how I should be, things like don't compare yourself and all that, and don't look down on anybody. Don't say, you why are you crying? Cry, baby. Yeah, let all who cry. We have tear ducts. And those who don't cry, too, whose eyes are just dry, even in the most emotional moments, they are great as well. Because you don't know what's going on in their hearts. It doesn't mean they're not moved, but they're not emotional. Thank you, Jesus. And even when Pastor Ezra was speaking, I was pinching Pastor for me. I said, he's getting into my notes again, a part of it. But you know, that's what happens when the Holy Spirit is in a place. When a church is alive and not dead, when the Spirit of God is there, he's moving. And you are picking things even in the atmosphere. And we are all prophetic people, right? We are, because what does it mean to be prophetic? To prophesy, to hear God, you know, to be in tune with him. 
first of all, before you talk about those who are really gifted to be prophets. And I said, okay, Lord, I see what you're doing. I see what you're saying. Thank you, Pastor Ezra. Thank you, Pastor Fumi, for having me, for inviting me. Because that's your friend, when she gave you my name, as this is the person she wants um, you to invite for your meeting. Uh, you could have said no, but you said yes. And to that person who you refused to mention her name, <laughs> God bless that person. God bless her forever. Before I go into my message, um, I'm grateful for the husband that God gave, gave me. And I'm not just saying it because, oh, you know, I just thank God. <laughs> I just thank God for my husband. Because if, if you have a man that does not release you and you are called to do certain things, you'll be stuck for a while, you know, and all that. But he said yes. Even yesterday morning, he texted a prayer. You know, and said you'll be inspired and there'll be healings, our life will be changed. And I continue to say to myself, I'll be inspired, there will be healings, there'll be, you know, I continue to say to myself. And so he sends his love as well to all of us. But um, he's not my first pastor. When I met my husband, um, like 32 years ago, we just celebrated our 30th wedding anniversary on the 1st of May. But when I met him like two years before then, I told him that he reminded me of my first pastor, my pastor in the fellowship on campus, Obafemi Aolo University. Great affair. Aha. Even Reverend Tony. Aha. Yeah, of course. And uh, <laughs> um, I thank God for... Um, that pastor and of course they've met now over the years and their friends, their colleagues you know in the ministry and that man is here and he doesn't like to be introduced that way or brought but as I sat there I realized that I'm a blessed woman when we say blessed it's not because you have money thank you it's not because you have money. Um, I think it was just before I married my husband. I was, the Lord had inspired in my heart somewhere along the line. That's your husband, but I kept quiet. The Lord said, you're blessed and highly favored among women. I did not look like it. So if I said I was blessed then among women, I'm still blessed now. If you were called blessed when you were born, you're still blessed now. If the Lord says you're blessed, you're blessed it's not because of what you have or what you look like. So you need to believe that up front because we use these words interchangeably. Oh, you're so blessed. Because it's you driving a nice car. Oh, you're blessed. No. The blessing is what God has deposited and what he has given you. Um, in Christ of Fellowship, University, that's where I gave my life to Christ fully. I was brought up by Christian parents, but you know, nominal Christians. We went to church. I went to Sunday school, and I believe that's when the seed was sown. And I was curious about the things of God when I was very young. I remember asking one of my uncles one day, it was Easter, and I said, If why is it called Good Friday when a bad thing happened? That uncle reminds me <laughs> that I remember when I was young, I asked him that question, and he couldn't answer it because he was a nominal Christian. <laughs> So I'm just saying that 
Um, but you know, there comes a life, you, a time that you take that relationship deeper. And when I transferred from University of Ibadan to Ife, University of Ife, University, I go into this fellowship, and that's why you have to be in community. It's not like I have forgotten, but everything keeps coming back to me, and I never even forgot. I came into this community, I met friends, they, they, they pulled me into the fellowship and I rededicated my life because I was already a Christian, really. Um, <laughs> but what I saw there was love and that fellowship was called Rema, then the name later um, was changed to Christ Love Fellowship and that is where the love of God was, I would say birthed or really deepened in my life. Because in our ministry in Daystar and all over the place, people would say, you're a woman of love, love, love. I said, yeah, okay. Then they started coming, love, love, voice of love to nation, love this. And I began to see that it was a unique thing. I was just really living out my life. But that is where it was really birthed. That was where I grew as a Christian. That was where I was pulled into prayer. <laughs> I was in village evangelism. I was in the choir. After a while, I thought the choir was not my thing. Sometimes I would be off key. But there was this unit that this, my pastor in Christ Love Fellowship, um, he was a student as well. And he's here now, Mr. I'll introduce him soon. He was a student as well. But there was this special unit called Prayer Squad. All of us belong to prayer. You have to be in the prayer band and you have the days that you pray. But there was this special unit that he picked. I think maybe just six or seven of us. And I was one of them. I don't know why he picked me. I grew in prayer. I grew in the prophetic. A lot of things happened then, Pastor, in that meeting. Bayo Adimuji was the coordinator. I remember, <laughs> oh God, uh, we'll get into the meeting. I was, okay, we're going to start praying. We're going to pray about this. And there was a day. Dixon gave a word, and the word Dixon gave was word for word for what I was writing down. I write mine, and what he was saying prophetically was everything I read, wrote, and I just read it out. And a lot of people in our church, in our ministry, they always say, Pastor Nick is a prophet, is a prophet. I really am, but I shy away from it. That really is my true calling. I am a prophet, but I run away from it. I shy away from it because it's been abused. And that is where it was birthed. To God be the glory. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord is allowing me to say these things. So please, I hope I'm not boring you. Because you will pick things. Like, I mean, I feel what Pastor Ezra was feeling when he said, I hope I'm not boring you. And I'm doing all this that was not on the program. That fellowship was founded by... Reverend Tony Iang, Okuti Yang, she was Tony Jegede then, she's here. And her bosom friend, Kemi Ndeli, they were both lawyers. And Kemi is still my friend till today. They founded that fellowship. And when Pastor Iang Okuti Yang, this great man of God who is seated here, came from another university, was trans he transferred from there to Obafemi they just dumped the fellowship on him because they had been praying for a man that will come and take the fellowship from their hands. Then Pastor Fumi says, don't look down on anybody. Don't just continue to be good and grow. And so he pastored 
She left the university, she graduated, left, and Pastor Ian continued to pastor us, and he taught us on the gifts of the Spirit. He taught us so many things that are still part of my foundation today. And my, many of my best friends just around the world, they are in that fellowship, and we're still friends. Thank you, Pastor. I celebrate you, I honor you, and I know we're giving God all the glory. All the glory, because you didn't know that work will be that big and that, to God be the glory. It's okay, it's okay, it doesn't have to stand up, to God be the glory. So there are people you will see when we get to heaven, rewards and all of that. Don't judge people by the size of their work, by the size of their church or anything. Because you might ask, where is this church? Where is, where is this church now? Where is even But Christ Love Fellowship, the giants that have grown out of that place? To God be the glory. And just from what? Obedience and love. I celebrate you. Thank you for believing in me then and even still now. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. And even in this room, my bosom friend, Shola Nijegede, who is Mrs. Shola Akitaiwo today. Shola played a role in my life. I know some of you, um, who was driving me was the Orelua that said when we were young, she would take us to camps and drive us as far as Atlanta and drive all over the place. I said, that's my friend for you. She was always the life, you know, life of the party. When we were doing our A-levels and when we were much younger, there were five of us, but Shola was the fire. For anything fun, she's up for it. And I was also mildly the fun type, but she was extra, extra. I celebrate you, Remy. I know you're somewhere there. But not just that, because as I sat there, I remembered, and I must say this, to God be the glory. When we were in UI as Jambites, Shola and I, before I transferred to Ife, my program architecture that was started in UI was canceled. But I still wanted to do that course. I wanted to go to ABU because it was the best. The architecture that God knew I would not be practicing much later. That he knew I'd be building lives. My father said, I don't know anybody in ABU. Apparently, he didn't want me to go that far. And by myself and the help of God, of course, <laughs> I applied to Obafemi Aolo University. He was surprised that I got the admission, the transfer, and I went. And it was okay because it was close to Ibadan, enough where I was raised. So in UI, Shola had gotten born again before me. Jambite year, we used to go to parties. Before the end of that year, Shola got born again, and me, I continued. <laughs> I remember that, yes, she, Yinka Joel. I won't even mention names, the number of people like that, they had a fellowship. And yes, she prayed for me, and they prayed for me. So I can't say who got me born again. But you see, when you pray for someone, and you don't lead them to Christ, and they get led to Christ somewhere, or they rededicate their life. You've sown that seed. Because it was in effect that the whole thing happened. Praise God. Thank you, Father. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Happy Mother's Day! To God be the glory for everything. Whatever we do is recorded. Whether man sees it or not, God sees it. And it's God. He takes all the glory. Amen. The, the man gingered us with that song. Sweet mother. And I danced and danced and danced. Because how do you define motherhood? 
how do you begin to explain how deep it is, how awesome it is? And of course, fatherhood too, because Father's Day too is coming, right? Thank you, Lord. May we have great rewards. May the Lord say, well done, good and faithful servant. And lastly, before I go into the word, because this has been the word, because I know some people have been inspired and they are picking things already. The number of days, Star Christian Center people here, I celebrate you all. I celebrate you. I celebrate you. I see my brother, Prof. Uh, says, Mr. Boss, you were here yesterday. And I said, where is Prof? And now he's here today. They're leaders in this star, but the living winds are now. And quite a number of us. The church of God is the body of Christ, like you said, Reverend Tony, yesterday, that we are the body. So it really doesn't matter which church you're in. Just be sure that you're in a place where you should be nurtured and where you should grow. If you're leaving a church to another one, let the pastors know. Do the right thing. Don't leave out of bitterness. Don't leave out of, because if you go to that next church, you, they will come, the pastor will come and preach there and you'll be hiding. So do it the right way and continue to walk in love and let us continue to advance the kingdom of God, the kingdom of Christ. Thank you all for coming out. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1. It says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith that I could move mountains, but have not love, I am what? Nothing. I am what? Nothing. But you are something. You are somebody. You are made in the image of God. This scripture and all the way to the end, 1 Corinthians 13, 1 to 13, as believers should be our anthem, should be our prose, should be that scripture that we go back to, to align, to check ourselves, to center ourselves, and I'll come back to it in a moment. Judges chapter 5, Six to seven. The title, I don't know what to give to it, but I want us to look at really today at the life of Deborah, a mother in Israel. Thank you, Lord. Judges chapter five, verse six to seven. It says, in the days of Shamgar, the son of Anath, in the days of Jael, the highways were deserted and the travelers walked along the byways. Village life ceased, it ceased in Israel, until I, Deborah, arose a mother in Israel. Women, put your hand on your heart and say, I will arise a mother in Put your city there. Put your country there. I arise a mother in the nations. I arise a mother in Canada. It's from your Jerusalem to the uttermost part of the earth. I arise a mother in Nigeria, in Africa. Slot, in, slot your territory. Okay, say, I arise a mother in Samadhi and Miss House. 
If mention, if your starting point is your house, your street. Hello? Don't be intimidated by those who have gone to the nations. Please don't be intimidated by Deborah because we will soon see what Jael did. Jael was another woman. She was not lesser than Deborah, right? She was in the tent. She was a homemaker. But she arose in that place. I just quickly wanted to throw that in before someone begins to say, uh, me, arise where? Which Ontario? Which I've not even got in my papers. Hush. Jael in chapter 5. If you don't know about Jael, but you've heard about Deborah, go and read about Jael. I like Jael a lot because she was kind of hidden. Deborah was the obvious one, but Jael, wow. Hidden, but she got the victory for the nation. And Deborah, chapter 4, um, Judges chapter 4, verses 1, from verse 1, we may not be able to get to verse 9, but from verse, no, sorry, from verse 4. It says, now Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth, was judging Israel at that time. And she would sit under the palm tree of Deborah, between Ramah and Bethel in the mountains of Ephraim. It doesn't mean a street was named after her. She claimed that spot. Well, I believe. So I'm just trying to show you. Um, <laughs> it's not until a street is named after you. Name the territory God has given you. Hello? We don't know who called that place the palm tree of Deborah, but maybe because she sat there so much and they will always find her there. Where are you to be found? They would always find her there. Maybe she had certain hours. Maybe she would tell people between 9 a.m. and 1, I'm here. Before I go take care of my husband's meal or school runs. No, I won't put school runs because I'm coming to that. Nothing was said that she had a biological child. You are a mother before you are a mother. Actually, be, the challenge today is be a mother before you are a mother. Whether you are married or not, you can be a mother. To mother is to care for those around you. To go beyond your own children. And that's when, when Pastor Ezra was saying that, that there are mothers who have not birthed there. I was saying, wow, this man is getting to my nose. Because that's the direction the Lord was showing me. Don't say, ah, when I have my own child, hey, I will, I will. the clothes I will buy for her, the ribbons, her, she will be so far. In fact, we tension them on Instagram. Because that's very popular these days because of the millennials that I... You know, I'm in their community. I see, hmm, photo shoots. Baby girl is one year. We go to town. Oversized clothes. You are even almost fixing wig for a two-year-old child. I'm not judging anybody, you. Weave on, lashes. Please, have That is not the purpose of a child. Yes, we know you waited for that child and you prayed. Well, let's stay in the spirit because motherhood is a calling. It's not to show off. It's a great assignment. It's so great that some people that really understand it, there are some that understand it and don't feel they have the strength yet. You hear some say, I don't want to have children. Don't judge them, just pray for them. Don't say they are selfish. Why are you not giving birth to you to have to give your... No, it's not by force. These people don't want to make shipwreck 
of that assignment and they don't feel they have the grace. Believers and non-believers, you've heard that before. Even among non-believers, they're like, no. You say these ones are selfish. They just don't want to have children. It's not by force, but they don't want to mess up the life of another human being, a whole human being. Now, Deborah, there, there, there are three parts to Deborah and more. There's Deborah, it says now Deborah. That is Deborah as a child of God. Deborah as a child of her parents that was named Deborah. You have a relationship with yourself first. Hello? Do you notice that everywhere you go, there you are? You can't run away from yourself. You can run away from your parents, your friend, but you can't run away from what? Wherever you are, you is with you. So take care of you. Take care of your spirit, soul, and body. And there's so many scriptures for that. We read that yesterday, 3 John 2. Prosper as your soul prospers. And then number two, it says she was what? Wife of Lapidoth. She was a wife. And it says she was what? A judge. Hello, that means she read law. Right, Rev? <laughs> she was a practicing, or she had risen up to be a judge, and she judged Israel. She sat under that tree to judge them. They would bring their cases to her. Adajo, hey, don't, to, to set two cases. That was her office under a palm tree. You, you even have a room in your house to walk online, to walk remotely, you are complaining. Her office was palm tree. And she did it with dignity. These are different parts to her. Now, and that was it. He said, they will come there. She would judge them. The children of Israel came to her. And then, it says, she sent and called Barak, the son of Abinoam from Kedesh in Naphtali, and said to him, has not the Lord God of Israel commanded, go and deploy troops at Mount Tabor, take with you 10,000 men of the sons of Naphtali. And I will deploy Caesarah, the commander of Jabin's, Jabin's army and his chariots, and I will deliver them into your hand. And Barak said to, to her, so now look at that. She prophesied into his life. She gave him the word. Barak was the mighty commander, the general of the army. And the enemy's army, they were going up to war with them. And she said, go, the Lord will give you victory. Look at that. She took, she was, she took her office as a prophet, as a prophetess. She gave him the word of God that she heard, that she believed was for him, right? And look at what he said next. He said, if you do not go with me, Barak said to her, if you will not go with me, then I will not go. But if you go with me, I will go. A whole general, a whole mighty man. Amen. I'm not putting men down. I'm here to, to, to we're bringing out something about Deborah. At that point in time, maybe he felt weak. Hello? Maybe he felt unsure still. But this was the word of the Lord from the seasoned prophetess herself. But for some reason, we don't know because we can't begin to unpack that it is not there. Whatever he was feeling, he didn't feel confident. Enough. He received that word. He received it. But he said, if you don't go with me, I will not go. For some reason, 
He wanted her, maybe as a spiritual mother, to go with him. But if she was a spiritual mother, why didn't he just say, ah, Mother Deborah, be praying for me as I'm going. Let intercession, <laughs> you know, you've given me this word, I believe it, and I'm going. But you keep praying for me till the battle is won. That would have been okay, right? But he said, if you don't go with me, I will not go. <laughs> that, that's strange. But let's not unpack why he said she had to come, why he had to, you know, um, say that or open up on that or whatever. But it shows that he was human as well. We're human. Deborah too was human. You and I, we have our human side. We have our frailties. We have our frailties and our weak moments. And we ought to support, you know, pray for one another. We dealt with a lot of that yesterday. We are going through abuse. Reverend Twain said, speak up. Tell your friends. Let them hold you up. So he spoke up. He said, if you don't go with me, I am not going. And look at this woman. The qualities in her life. We will look at it. She hears God. She heard the word of God. But I believe she was also a woman of love. Because she could have said, ah, that's beyond my syllabus. That's not my assignment. I have delivered the word of God to you. Go and gather your army. What kind of a nonsense is that? But you know what she said? I will go with you. She said, I will surely go with you. I will surely go with you. The rest of the part says, nevertheless, there will be no glory for you in the journey you are taking. Not that anything bad will happen to him, but he says that glory, the ultimate glory won't be yours. Even though we know it's God that takes the glory. But he says, the Lord will sell Sisera into the hand of a woman. And she wasn't talking about herself. You will win this battle. But there's going to be a woman. Sisera was the captain of that other army. That God, the Lord will sell that Sisera into the hand of a woman. Then Deborah arose. This is verse 9 and I'm stopping there. I'll stop there. Then Deborah arose and went with Barak to Kadesh. Tell your neighbor, arise. arise. Isaiah 60 verse 1 says, arise and what? Shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord has what? Arisen upon you. Did he say keep sitting down? Arise. She sat down to judge them. She sat down to do her work in the office under the palm tree. But then she arose. There's a time to sit down and there's a time to arise. And I think that's the word in this season too. Because this year the Lord has been in part, in illuminating in my heart so much light. Light, light, light. Matthew 5, 14. You are the light of the world. You are light. Remind them everyone that they are light. And what does light, what does light do? It shines. How you shine may be different from how I shine. So she was shining under the palm tree, daily doing her work. Sometimes it's not in the big things. But Barak said, except, you know, if she did not go with him, then the nation is at stake. God has already said he will win the battle, he should go. But if, he, if Barak did not get up to go and fight and rally his army, then they've lost the battle. Then how would the prophecy come to So I think she had this sense of duty. But, mm, a call for what? Motherhood. It was a cry for a mother. That's what I believe. That it was a cry for mother. Not as prophetess now. She had given him the word. You win the battle. Thus said the Lord. We said, ah, mommy. Let me say it because of mama. Tell Baba Milo, you Nilo. 
It means that if you don't go with me, I am not going. So she must have thought that, ah, he's about to bungle this. Look at where he held her. Look at where he, look, <laughs> he knew she loved her nation. He knew that she would want that word to come to pass. She said, okay, I will go with you. This woman was not a warrior. She was not, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe they gave her armor and whatever. But she jumped in his chariot. Her life was at risk. Was this not exposed? What if she had died in the battlefront and he lived? But it's like he needed that backing. He needed his mother by his side at that point in time. Yet the Bible does not mention that Deborah had any biological child. But it was mentioned very obviously that she was the wife of Lapidon. If she had children, it should have said, and she had three children or two or one. So I'm saying that whether you have children now or not, get up and be about your father's business. Get up and do what you've been called to do. Get up, arise and shine. Run with whatever you are to do part-time. In that season, in that day of that battle, in that day, that was her assignment. She took that up and I'm sure when the battle ended, she went back to her regular job under the palm tree of Deborah. But what happened? What happened? If you go to the rest of Judges chapter 4 and, and chapter 5, very interesting, very interesting. As the battle went on, Caesarea fled from the battlefront. That is the captain of that enemy's camp. He fled. And until the, they were, Barak was winning the battle with his men. They were doing good. But if you do not nail the kingpin, the battle is not won. He escaped and he fled to the front. He, as he was passing by Jael's house, Jael was in the tent in her house. As he fled, he stopped because he remembered that ah, it looks like I have a relationship with her husband. I, I, can, I might be safe here. And she said, my Lord, come in. She used her hospitality to welcome him in. He was battle-weary. He was tired. He said, okay, hide here. Sleep. He said, give me water. She brought him what? Brought him what? Good. A good Bible student. <laughs> he asked for water. She brought milk. Hello. She had milk in her fridge. Don't let your fridge be dry. <laughs> because of the day you will have visitors. She used her hospitality. This one was at home. She did not go to the battlefront. She, did not, she was at home, but she knew that. She knew from the news that we are in war. But she realized that this one, that man thought he was safe there. But she chose God above him. She took a tent peg and drove it into his head and he died. Of course, God gave her supernatural strength. Because if she missed it, he's, she's dead. If she just scratches it, the man must have will turn around and say, you want to kill me? She gave him milk so that his sleep will be deep. <laughs> Doctors, right? Milk is supposed to be a kind of sedative. You can't sleep well, say, give your children milk or something like that. She went, she, she was hospitable. So don't say me, I'm just at home. I'm just a stay-home mother. I'm just, you are not just. As your home, be alert. As your home, Follow the news. I'm not saying absorb everything because it's all, I watch the news for prayer points. Hello? Yeah, for prayer points. When you look at the news and it breaks your heart, that's enough. I turn it off. I'm like, Lord, your world, have mercy. 
If you're an intercessor, you will follow the news. I'm not saying to the point where you can't even pray, but enough to know what breaks God's heart and what is going on in the world. So she knew what was going on. She knew he fled from the battle, yet she did not go to battle. That is the woman that Deborah was talking about, that God was going to deliver. Look at her accuracy. Anyway, let's even leave that first. <laughs> Look at her accuracy that as they went, he said, well, you're winning the battle and God has said that already, but Caesarea will be delivered into the hand of a woman. And it was Jael. There's no lesser woman in the kingdom. Whether you're Deborah or Jael, there's no lesser woman. I don't know why God is just emphasizing these things since yesterday. Stay in your gift. Use your gift. Use your office. Use what you have. Use your smile. If you have a good set of teeth, we don't even know how that smile might heal someone. If you, have a, if you can smile well, join the ushers. <laughs> because people need a warm face that will welcome them as they're coming into church. Right? We don't want grouchy ushers. If you know you are not the type, find another. There's a unit where you will function and you'll be in your elements. Yes, you will find it. I remember then my pastor in fellowship in school, he used to say, don't be, he, there was a time he said, don't be in more than two units at the same time. Some of us were in three. Mm. <laughs> Your parents sent you to school to come and study and graduate. <laughs> said, be in two, maximum two. Thank you, Jesus. But I think the important thing was to find where you fit. And look at that. And at the end of the day, they were singing her praises. But all the glory went to God. What are the features about Deborah? She was a woman who hears God. And obeys. Obedience is key. She loved. The love of God is our foundation. The love of God. The love of Christ. Because in John 3, 16, John chapter 3, verse 16, which is the easiest, simplest verse of scripture, right? That we all knew, even before we got born again, we knew it. That God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life, right? So when we receive him, we receive that love. But it shouldn't just end there. We are supposed to take that love and love others. And that's why I believe that 1 Corinthians Chapter 13, verse 1 to 13. That was our scripture in those days. And I still hold on to it. And we had confessions made out. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We had confessions made out. Patterned after 1 Corinthians 13, 1 to 13. I remember when my kids were young, I wrote it out for them, they will say it, paste it on their wall. And even in my orphanage today in Nigeria, the orphanage is called Love Home Orphanage. And the kids say it every night. I am love. Love is my nature. This is the nature of my Father God who indwells me. Who... It's literally this chapter by heart. And we say it. And you say that every day, you say that every day, and you're not acting love. Even when you want to do, that word will control you. Let your confessions not only be, I have a car, I have a big house in this city, I have a... Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added to you. But of course, intentionally work, intentionally channel your gifts, serve with your gifts so you are paid well. But please, confess other things like, anger does not rule my life. 
I break the habit of lateness. Amen? Amen. I know I'm talking to myself too on that. I break. Those are valid testimonies. Those are valid things to confess and to see change in our lives. But how often do we celebrate those things? Because how often do we share those things? Praise God, I got my papers. I now have my green card. Amen? I can now stay in this country. How about praise God? I used to be so angry. I used to shout at people. Ah, even my children, they know me. But in this last one year, I can count the number of times that I've gotten angry. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. Those are valid testimonies of love. She was a woman of love. And I think that that love is the light that he's talking about. He says, you are the light of the world. You are love. Go out and spread that love. And if we read the rest of, because of time, the rest of, um, of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, we can't read everything, but I know somewhere along the line, you know, it says, though I have the gift of prophecy. So we have all kinds of gifts and faith, and all these gifts that we're meant to use, give faith that would move mountains. Ah, you know, all the gifts of preaching, of writing, and all of that, great. But he says, if we have no, not love, we're nothing. He says, if I bestow my goods to feed the poor and give my body to be born, but if I have, don't have love, it profits me what? Nothing. Hello, givers. How many givers do we have in the house? God trained me in giving when I was on campus. He trained me in giving. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Giving. When you have little, but you just, it just highlights in your heart that that brother is hungry. In the fellowship, you share. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. When it's offering time, if you look to your left or right, someone doesn't have offering, you have to take some and put it in the person's hand. Do you people do that here? I learned that way back in school. You squeeze... Who is the one giving? You are still the one giving, but you don't want that person to be empty-handed. But he says that even when we do that and we give, and we're caring and merciful, you know, you take care of others, you take care of the refugees, because that's the big word now, right? But he says if you don't have love, it's in vain. Because we can do those things without love. We can do them for the wrong motives. We can do them so that people will say, ah! She's a, she's a powerful woman of love. Uh-uh. And God is saying, hmm. Let them be singing your prayer. We know where you are right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do you want the rewards of men or the one from God? So we need to align. And he knows the motives of our hearts. He knows when we do it so we can be. <laughs> but when we keep coming to this chapter... It centers us. I don't, me, I don't know about you, but it centers me. When I come back to it, even if I've not read it in a long time, when I remember, when I come back to it, I say, ah, Nike, you have gone far. Like backsliding. Oh, yeah. Align. Because I see a lot of things there. Yes, let's be real. It says, love suffers long. Okay. It says, love suffers long and is kind. Hmm. Long suffering is the senior one of patience. Love does not envy. Love does not pride itself. It's not puffed up. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek his own. Mm? 
It's not easily provoked. It's not, ah, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in equity, ah, but in the truth. I'm like, okay, mm. six over ten. Right now, there's work to do. So let this chapter be your go-to chapter from time to time. At least weekly. It will center you. Because you are the one that will mark the script. Before you, they mark your script in heaven. Mm. Some days you get nine over ten. Some days it might be two over ten. And you're like, ah, God, help me. And it's not about works. But it's about asking the Holy Spirit to help you. Because the Bible says the love of God is shared and brought in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. It's poured forth in our heart by the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory. I'm going to stop there. I'm going to stop there. Thank you, Father. I know, Lord, that at this time you're waking us up. You're waking some up to their call, to their assignment. Women, it's time to rise up. Don't be afraid. Don't be intimidated. The Lord wants you to use your gifts. Deborah was not intimidated. It seemed like she was in a man's world. It seems like, oh, Barak came to her. She was not intimidated. Don't be intimidated to rise up in your family, to pray, to cover them. That is your first territory. That is your first assignment. Rise up. Run the enemy out of your home. Lift up your voice. Pray. Declare God's word over your children, over your husband. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, open our eyes, open their eyes to see. Thank you, Lord. The great things you've deposited in them. Thank you, Lord. Open our eyes to see how we should shine bright for you. And bring glory to your name. Thank you, Father. And as we arise, Lord, I see healing. I see restoration. As we do yours, as we do what you've called us to do, we see things that were difficult and almost impossible in our lives fall into place. I see miracles. I see testimonies. I see testimonies by someone saying something I've applied for for so long, I'd forgotten about it. They called me. Ah, Father, thank you. The Bible says in Philippians 4, 6, that do not be anxious about anything. But in everything with thanksgiving, prayer, and supplication, make your request known to God. The Lord says, be still and know that I am God. Don't be anxious. Don't be worried. Thank you, Father. That's what you said. And it says, the peace of God that passes all understanding will keep your heart and mind. Thank you, Father, for your peace that fills every heart, even right now. Even for that one that is overly troubled. Maybe it's their papers. Maybe it's their job. My, maybe it's their children. My Father and my God. I speak the peace of God into that situation. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. And if you have been running from whatever God is saying to, for you to say yes, say yes to him. Say yes to him. Say yes to the Lord. Give your heart fully to Jesus. Say yes to that assignment. Thank you, Jesus. Maybe he wants you to teach children that are not even yours. Say yes to it and do it. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen.